welcome to episode 7 of the Ross Trevina Project with me, Fish. Please strap in for two hours of quality conversation and good times. Oh, okay. Is that a concern for you? Well, it depends what we talk about. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about like buttholes and it turned off my LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. Codename fish. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So this is very unprepared. I'm doing the trifecta today, which is trying three new things. Which is one? Oh, what could possibly what could, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> That's the main one. Is that um, I'm very unprepared. I only had a. Is, is that because is that because I only gave you about six hours notice and <laughs> yeah. messaged you in the middle of the night? Yeah, it was probably, yeah, it was probably like four hours notice by the time I got up. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, was, there was there was there was reasoning behind it, but I'll I'll save it for when we're recording. Okay, and um, the other thing is uh, testing out whether or not I can podcast while my adhd medication <laughs> has sunk in which is because i take it usually about seven or eight in the morning and it actually makes okay. me less it, it slows my brain down essentially so which is not so good for having conversations but yeah i've got to see uh, with you with the two oh, there's, there's there's no there's there's no there's no reason you might as well have to try it at some point don't you? <laughs> yeah well i have done all of them up till now with it but the most boring podcast ever <laughs> This is Ross organising his front room. <laughs> yeah, it's just me doing a puzzle. <laughs> oh, and what was the third thing? The Riveting. third thing is to drink a, a protein shake, uh, see if it helps, and hopefully not shit myself. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so yeah, we're live anyway, man. How are you doing? How, hi, how's it going? Good to be here to the uh, the Ross Trevina experience. <laughs> Close enough. Oh, well, when we start, we used to have, we used to have a podcast together. Yeah, I think I know this has been your uh, I don't know your your latest experiment, but I think we did our first podcast together. It must have been about five or six years ago, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> we was. did about two of them. And we got about as far as having Damien as a guest. So uh, we had Chris on as well. Oh, did we? Yeah, that was like the. Uh, in my mind, I can't even remember what we talked about, but that was the funniest one we did. I've, I've, and... actually, I've actually still got it on my um, on my Gmail somewhere. Oh. I think we had about twenty minutes of us talking about Chris's uh, Chris's dog Marley having gay sex in the park. That's uh, <laughs> that's the, the one bit that I don't remember that. <laughs> Do you not? No. Uh, I gave it I gave it a listen a, a couple of years ago, and did that you? was uh, uh... that that was the story that struck out to me. <laughs> So, so what made you uh, what, what made you decide to do this, man? I know you've wanted to do it for, for God well, knows how long. Well, I wanted to do it since since we did it, but I've just issues with procrastination. Is that something the ADHD medication is helping with? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a it was a what's even the word? Take your time. A rev- <laughs> it was a revelation to to realize well, i called it always kind of thought i had it but then didn't fully understand what it was and then uh, yeah the medications really help the actually making lists and sticking to them really helps oh like is it kind of um like adderall uh, essentially yeah right because i've done modafinil like the smart drug um in a, in a... <laughs> 
I, I, I got it from an Indian website for about $20 and I uh, just spent a whole weekend reading books in my bedroom like off my tits on my daffodil. Oh, and, okay. Uh, that's, I mean, from what, from what it, I mean, it's known to be something similar for ADHD, but if, if I had something that made me not organized, I, I'd think Adderall or Modafinil or something like that would be the absolute worst thing to take because you're fucking, it's, it's basically speed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this one's speed as well. It's interesting how it works, actually, because it stimulates the part of the brain that doesn't work as well in, with people with ADHD. So that's the same thing as if I smash a coffee, most people get jittery. I actually concentrate a lot better. Think about all those times when we were younger, all that, all that difficulty we went in trying to get drugs. And all you had to do was go to your doctor and, and say the right couple of things and give you a nice prescription. Yeah. If, if only we knew. There would have been no getting in random people's cars. There would have been no calling mates of mates to buy it for you, not getting it, and then him owing your money, all that, all that bollocks. I wonder... Um... If there's like a weed equivalent that you can get, tight. <laughs> not in the UK there, there, actually. There, there well, there is, there is, a, there is a weed medical equivalent. It's just weed for for fucking the half the world at the moment. Not here though. You can't get it prescribed, can you? I don't, I've literally not been. I've not spent an appreciable amount of time in England for fucking years, so I don't even see myself as English anymore. I don't oh, know do what's not? going on over there. Uh, nah. You don't sound Australian. <laughs> Every time I, you'll, you'll hear it, every once in a while I'll call home or I'll call someone. In fact, I spoke to, uh, last time I was home, I was uh, talking to uh, our mutual friends, Damien and B, and I remember they said, wow, you sound like you've got a bit of an Australian twang. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. It's the most horrible accent. <laughs> you like, probably find yourself somewhere in limbo where the Aussies won't think you're Australian and the British won't think you're British. Oh, and also the fact that I live, uh, my girlfriend's a Kiwi as well. So I've got this weird mix between like uh, going from you're good, eh, mate, all the way through to, oh, Kia Aura, bro. And then all the way to a posh English twat, which is where I come from. <laughs> How does the Kiwi accent differ from the Aussie? Well, it's different because um, uh, Sarah, she's a Maori. So they've got a bit of a different one. Now, she probably, I try and do the accent all the time just to piss her off. So if she heard me doing this, she'd probably blow her nut. But it's something like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, choice, bro. Uh, Want to go down to the dairy, eh? Get ourselves some smokes, eh? Oh, yeah, not too bad, eh? So it's kind of like... It sounds close to South like African, a, actually. It's actually really close to South African. It's kind of mm. like a country bumpkin version of South African. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, you wouldn't... Uh, you'd, never, you'd never expect it, but but you go over there and, and you, you think everyone's sort of living on a farm or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, have you, have you been to visit her folks? Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Can you bring it up or not? Yeah, as long as she doesn't listen to this. Um, okay. Imagine, Does she know where imagine, you are? <laughs> working, yeah, she said she was going to I was like, I'm, I'm going to be late at home. I'm, I'm on Ross's podcast. She was like, whatever. But uh, uh, yeah. That's good. She didn't care. <laughs> effectively, imagine going to a family of a, a huge family of about fucking 20 people Um Basically, um, you know how you see sort of, um, you see the New Zealand rugby team, they're all fucking big fuck, fucking mountains of people. Well, they're all like that. So when I go over there, I'm just a scrawny white kid, like, oh yeah, who's that scrawny white boy, eh? And I'm like, I, I have never been discriminated on for being a white person ever. That's one of the benefits of being a white person is you don't get discriminated on. And it was the first time I experienced it. So uh, I guess it depends where you are, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but, but most uh, people, 
most white people live in predominantly white countries, so they don't know what it's like to be called a white owl. <laughs> I just told the whites are coming back and they're taking your daughters, uh, one daughter at a time. So uh, we'll, soon we will marry and we will intermingle and breed and our differences will be forgotten. That's, uh, Did they have any funny opinions of British people? Uh, no, nah, I think oh, it's, no. it's hard to say. I, you, I, you I like, don't know what you like the, the queen, uh, don't what, you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think it's like Australians have this as well. It's kind of like more that we're we're soft. Um, oh, people okay. from this part of the world seem to think of themselves as sort of hardy, rugged people. They all fucking have flatbed trucks and they all fucking you know fucking hammer drywall for a living or whatever. Mm. Uh, and they think we're just we're just not cut out for it, which you know is probably true. Yeah, no. Jack, uh, Jack was talking about that when he came on. Um, I think it was. I think it was his grandfather he was talking about, and we sort of. Because Jack's Australian, isn't he? Yeah, Jack's Australian. We were. Yeah, he's 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 from Brisbane. Brisbane is kind of. Uh, I spent a few months in Brisbane. Brisbane is effectively as a country bumpkin town. Like, oh, okay. We yeah, were... I spent like four, I spent four months like fucking picking fruit in the middle of nowhere of Queensland, and I go to Brisbane on the weekends, and like as soon as you go north into Queensland, like the level of racism fucking triples, or <laughs> it's. Like the people would write on our cars, like backpackers go home, fuck off, backpacker scum, all, all that kind of stuff. What they'd seen that you're a backpacker, or it was just a car that's from yeah, out they, of town. they hate okay. them. They, they think we're they think we're they think we're stealing all their jobs. But um, basically, where I was, the um, I think it's the highest unemployment rate in all of Australia. And oh, you said Australian who... when you said in Australia, then there, there you go, <laughs> um, Australia. The highest... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, it's happening. One word at a time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's it's just also... that's how accents change. It's... <laughs> it's just more... You I pick know. up one I'm still, word. Like, I'm yeah. still, in, I'm still, I'm still in work mode and speaking to Australians all day, so it kind of seeps in. But um, but yeah, um, the people who aren't working, it's also got the highest uh, crystal meth addiction rate in the in the whole country. So oh, okay. if they're not, if the few people are working, and the rest of them just uh, uh, whacked out their head on crystal meth. So uh, I don't know. That's it's not that great. Full circle. That's like smoking Ritalin. <laughs> Exactly. Full yeah. Maybe that's where Jack comes from. He comes from a background of meth smoking junkies. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be pleased with that. I think that, yeah, yeah. the thing uh, we were discussing was how tough, I don't know if it's the older generation or just people from that area. He told a story about his granddad getting bitten by a spider on the arse or so. I can't remember exactly what it is. Please. <laughs> and he... <laughs> Have you had any uh, spiders in toilet situations? Oh, there's spiders crawling. It's spiders and cockroaches. There's fucking cockroaches fucking everywhere. And this, um, I knew one girl who got bit by a spider and her arm fucking blew up to three times its normal size. That 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 was fun to see. But you kind of get like, you kind of you kind of get dulled to it after a while. Like when I first came over here, I was like, oh my god, it's a spider. I can't do anything. Two weeks ago, I found a huge spider that had laid its baby eggs all over my fucking window. Oh, no. So, and then you get used to it, like, oh, it's all good. Just fucking spray it to the ocean and, and let, them, let them perish. Ah, uh, you, you, I guess you have to sort them out there, isn't it? You have the option here, because the spiders aren't that big. Uh, you could have the option of leaving it if you couldn't be bothered, but spiders yeah. don't have the to get that big to be, like, a nightmare. It's, actually, it's, a, it's a common misconception. It's the small spiders that have little red bits on it. They're the ones that will kill you. The big mm. ones, they look terrifying, but you know the cliche is they're more scared of you than than you are of them. But anything that's got a red one, just fucking stamping it and, and run away. Oh, okay. 
red ones you got to sort out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ah, uh, that's good. Ah, so late in the office, have you been working up till now then, or were you just chilling here and waiting for me? No, I've been working. This was the only time that um, I could actually find um, where I was actually on my own. So I'm sitting in a warehouse with about half a million dollars worth of water coolers sitting around me, um, and it's bloody freezing. Yeah, you yeah. Really I was going to do it with you. I was going to. I was going to do it with you um, yesterday, but I'm about five days into a caffeine fast. I'm, I'm giving up caffeine. So oh, okay. the entire the entire of the weekend, I was just on edge and just pissing everyone off. Mm. And it was it was going between me. I rate I wanted to kill people to just sort of being um, like falling asleep in my chair and not being able to do anything. So I think I think I'm over the worst of it now. Oh, that could have been quite funny though. <laughs> On oh, no, yeah, fish. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? My name's Fish. I'm pissed off of your bald head, Ross. It fucking annoys me. <laughs> don't take kindly the baldies around here. <laughs> we don't take time. We don't like your can around here. Go imagine being bald in Australia, like sunburnt head the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, well, you you always wear hats, don't you? I do. Yeah, more now actually as well because it's just whenever I leave the house, it's just too hot not to. Oh, it's fucking. You saying you're cold where you are is actually it's fucking boiling here. Do you know? Do you know what? I know it's, I've heard it's boiling. I was speaking to my parents the other day, but over here it's the middle of winter and yeah. it's twenty degrees and it's still fucking freezing. Oh, what does twenty like, degrees get, mean? <laughs> well, it's ten more than ten and ten less than thirty. <laughs> what, what do you, what, um, comparably, what what? It's like a uh, spring. It's like a spring day. A, a spring day in England. Oh, okay. It's not like cold, cold. Nah, nah. But no. your body, your body acclimatizes to it pretty quickly. So, like, you, you get off the plane and you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is fine. Like six months in, I've, I've got guys upstairs who are sitting here in twenty degree weather, fucking in winter coats, huddling up in the corner. <laughs> Where else do you live? Uh, I live in Sydney. Sydney. Oh, okay. I thought so. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I used to, I, I I used to live in uh, in Melbourne. Melbourne's completely fucked. Like, uh, fucking glad I moved out of Melbourne. Okay, why is it fucked? Um, basically, um, the rest of Australia is nearly COVID-free. Uh, New South Wales gets like 10, 20 cases a day. Um, Melbourne have completely fucked it. They've got like 500 cases a day, fucking 30 people dying a day. And it's for a very interesting reason. Um, basically, that? when people come into the country, they have to be... Um, Quarantined uh, for two like weeks. two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, hotel. hotel. So basically, um, the I think it was this is how it was told to me. The mayor of the city has some sort of dodgy union friends and the people who were the security for these hotels hmm. um he just gave those to his mates none of them had any training they're all f- fucking useless so what ended up happening was the security guards ended up banging a bunch of the girls in the um in the quarantine and taking them out of quarantine to get alcohol and go to mcdonald's and a bunch of them, and a bunch of them had covid so it got out and got out of control oh, and now they've shut down the whole of victoria in stage four stage four lockdown there's a curfew from eight at night to fucking six in the morning. Hmm. And there, you might have seen it. I saw it on Reddit earlier today. Like people without masks are being like tackled and fucking strangled by police officers and, and sort of and t- and taken out. Is that so in the streets it's, it's, you have to wear a mask as well? It, you have to, anywhere, anytime, anytime you leave the house. So it's got, it's got oh. very diehard very quickly down there. Oh, okay. They're sort of following the China model a little bit. <laughs> Do you remember when it first well, happened? Yeah. <laughs> and people were getting like drilled in their house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean say, 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 say what you want about the Chinese. I mean, like, they're fucking awful and evil, but they, they get shit done. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I spent a few weeks in China in Shenzhen. Um, probably is that, in is that mainland or is that one of the... It's, it's mainland. It's just um, across the river from Hong Kong. So they've got Hong Kong and then there's the, the Pearl River Delta, which is like Shenzhen, Guangzhou, I think Zhangzhou it's called, something like that. Hmm. And it's in this Pearl River Delta, there's more people living in this sort of 150-kilometer uh, radius than there are living in the whole of the UK. It's like 60, 70 million people. In how? And as in, far, what, in what space is that, sorry? In, like in the space of London, it's tiny. Oh, like, fuck. It's just, yeah, it's, oh, no, it's tiny. It's basically just like three cities that have merged into one. Uh, you get on the train there and it's just sort of, as far as, it looks like Blade Runner. As far as the eye can see, there's fucking uh, factories mixed in with apartment blocks. Just, it's a complete fucking mess. And, and you speak to the people there and there's people there just with, it almost seems like people are given jobs just, just to have jobs. And I kind of thought when I was there, if these people get their act together, even fucking two, fucking 10% more than they have now, the entire world's absolutely fucked because all they have to do is fucking just walk over the border and like, well, what, what are you going to do about it? There's, they've got all the engineering, they've got all of the money, they've got, like, they fucking own half of Africa and half of Australia at this point. So, yeah, Jeez. I don't know. What was my point? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> oh. It's interesting, though. So what was your experience like in China? It's crazy. They still, um, you know, like uh, Mao Zedong? Yes, yeah. He's like the worst. He killed like 60 million people. Like they still venerate him as like uh, like a god or like a great a great person over there. Mm. And people over there, like you'll talk to them about politics and they'll immediately kind of like withdraw and be like, don't fucking say anything. Because you, you can't get on Facebook. You can't get on Google. Everyone there has to go on a VPN to go on the internet. And just people are any any. I think I spoke to my taxi driver. I was like, "Oh yeah, so what do you think about like you know this, like the democracy movements stuff like that?" And he was like, "Just wouldn't even wouldn't even gauge. Just sort of looking at the floor, just up there, terrified someone's listening to them." None of my business. <laughs> Who the fuck is this English prick? You're gonna get us in trouble. Yeah. Sent to a concentration camp. That is the fear. I can't imagine living in those circumstances. That would be terrifying. Yeah, it'd be pretty fucked, wouldn't it? Yeah, did it? Uh, well, I forgot what I was going to ask now. Is that ADHD medication kicking yeah. in? <laughs> Unfortunately, not apparently. It seems. <laughs> um, uh, were people worried about uh, recording devices being in certain places, or were they more worried um, about someone telling on them, basically? Or are you I not think, sure? I think it's more. I'm not sure. It's hard to. Say. I was only there for a few weeks, so it's, so it's hard to say. I know they're very uh, nationalistic. I had a few arguments from an American guy, sort of saying America was the best, with a Chinese guy saying China's the best, and, and it got pretty heated. So <laughs> I think like a most. I think, I think. Conversation. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the end of a bottle of whiskey as well. So they were just all over the place. I think a lot of them do buy into the propaganda that they're fed, especially there's a huge sort of international student Chinese population over here in Sydney, and you hear a lot of stories of um, sort of just people like going on marches like you see marches um like being very like pro the communist party and stuff like that so it's i i'm guessing it's sort of like any place like that a lot of them buy into it maybe the majority but there's the people who do question it or are scared of it they're just sort of trying to get by and are, and are terrified they're going to be put on some sort of uh some sort of list and not be able to not be able to travel not be able to get a job and stuff like that yeah i bet the population is um split by whether or not they have a VPN. Yeah, 100%. Like, 
<clears throat> imagine because they're not even told that like the Tiananmen Square thing happened, so they're like, oh, that's just Western propaganda. Yeah. Imagine going on Google and typing in China Tiananmen Square, be like, oh, fuck, oh, it was the first hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the equivalent of us going there and going on some secret internet and finding out that Bush did 9/11. It's like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's crazy mm. yeah that's why the internet's good it it is it is i i personally don't know what we did before we had it because you speak to old people over here people in their 60s or 70s who came over here like in the 60s or 70s and they say, oh when we came over here you were pretty much saying goodbye to your family forever you'd never oh, never you'd never yeah you'd never speak to them ever again Whereas now I can just fucking call you on a on a Skype call. The hardest part is giving you my phone number. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, the internet's good for connecting people and also for um, just giving out information. But the problem is that I think the old wife's tale has... People call it fake news now, but it's the oldest story in the book. Sometimes I even think up facts now, and fake, I'm like, fake, 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 fake news, fake news. But I'm like, is it even? Is that fact I've been thinking is true even true? Do you ever get that? What do you mean? Well, when you just think up a random fact, and you're, I'm so skeptical of information now because so well, many people just, do just, just lie online. You've just, you've just, you've just read it on Reddit at some point, Maybe, and be like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that's true. No, <laughs> I, I think you can kind of get the flip side of that before we had the internet people could just say stuff and no one could ever check it whatsoever that's what like, i mean yeah yeah sure, yeah when you when you're growing up and there's no internet people would just i don't know what some old wives tale or something like mm. that you'd be like oh oh i'm sure uh, bruce bruce willis is gay like what <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure and you just feel like you just believe it and you'd be like oh yeah well fucking ross told me so yeah. you must be <laughs> And then all of a sudden the internet comes along and you Wikipedia it and you'd be like, fuck, I've spent 15 years of my life thinking that Bruce Willis is gay and it turns out he's not. <laughs> That'd be such a funny thing to get wrong as well if you ever met him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm really, really proud of you for coming out, Bruce Willis. Yeah. What? Oh, no, Ross, told, Ross told me in 2009 that that was a no. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like, who's Ross? <laughs> <laughs> Where does he live? Coming around, punch me. <laughs> he lives. He lives. He lives in Brian. Looks a bit like you. Uh, I'm sure we'll have, I'm sure we'll have you around for a coffee. Less rich. <laughs> yeah. Less successful. Uh, I've got to stop prepare, uh, comparing myself to Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a uh, that's a, a, a competition you're never going to win. No, I know. Yeah. None, none of us. Are, none of us. None of us are ever going to ever going to win that. <laughs> Oh, there's still time. Your 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 podcast might pop off in ten years. It like, might do. Yeah, me me Jack and everyone else on. Like we could be like the person. It's like when you go back to like really big podcasts and you go back to episode one. You're like, who the fuck are these people they're interviewing? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like you'll have Boris. You'll have Boris Johnson on. You'll have you know all kinds of people and uh, go back episode one thousand four hundred and twenty-two. Boris yeah. Johnson. Go back <laughs> to episode nine. Fish. <laughs> Close. Episode seven. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, oh, you've oh. Very, very, you're jumping so the is, gun is this there. So, is, is this your, uh, your your lockdown project? Or yeah, I did actually start getting it together, but I did record the first two like a year before. There goes the pro- procrastination again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a, a year gap in between like the first two and then like the rest. But the rest were all like 
have all been recorded since lockdown. I was like, if I'm not going to do it now, fucking hell, when I've got all this time. You never, ever going to do, do it. it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's been good so uh, far. I think the, the trick is just sort of doing it, not expect because you're never going to get like people don't get a listenership overnight. You have to sort of do like a hundred of them and then you yeah, get exactly. maybe a hundred people do 200, maybe a thousand and then it goes up in the hockey curve kind of thing. By the time you know it, you've got, uh, you know, people actually giving a shit. Yeah. The first, the first ones are going to be rubbish as well. <laughs> so don't worry. That's why you got me on. <laughs> <laughs> Just need a filler episode. <laughs> it's not even uh, going to play. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm running out of friends. I need, uh, <laughs> I, need to, uh, I need, I need to go across the world yeah, to get yeah. somebody, to, somebody to pop on. No, that is funny. After all that time of doing, trying to do a podcast together, uh, the first one we do is when we're on the other side of the planet from each other. We go fucking it intergalactic. Is, it, is, it is crazy. <laughs> hey, I kind of, I kind of wish, I kind of wish we kept it up. It would be good too. if we, uh, yeah, that's, that's the the folly of youth, just uh, not being disciplined and not being consistent. No. Well, we recorded a bunch, but then I think, I think I let, I don't know about you, I let myself get in the way of myself, which is. Older story. Boy, been a bit, self, been a bit self-conscious, or maybe, yeah. Um... I think you get to a point where you think that, oh, no one's going to give a shit what I have to say or just why am I doing this? But then you get a bit older and you realize that nobody has anything of any worth to say. So everyone's just. (laughs) (laughs) So you you may as well just you may as well just chat shit and get on with it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I I found confidence now in the fact that it doesn't have to be perfect. And yeah, it's going to be rubbish at first and no one's going to (laughs) listen. I'll show it to my mum. I'll get you up one listener. (laughs) It does sound pessimistic, but it's actually secretly optimistic in the long run. You get get freedom, the freedom of knowing that no one cares about you. It's like, Mm. oh, cool. I I could literally, I could fuck up for 20 years and then no one would, it wouldn't be in my obituary, wouldn't be on my gravestone. No one's going to, no one's going to fucking write anything about me. I can just fuck up for, for decades and just, it wouldn't have any impact on the universe. Free. And then, uh, however many years down the road, ten years down the road, I'm gonna someone's gonna find an episode, a really old episode yeah, that they're gonna, gonna get offended gonna get, by. You're, you're, <laughs> you're gonna get cancelled. You're gonna you're gonna be like, um, oh, what's his name? Who's that little comedian? Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. He, got, yeah. uh, he, he wrote some homophobic stuff about gays about ten years ago. Then he was, you know. Um, hosting the Oscars, and someone was like, Kevin Hart, you did these homophobic twi- tweets 10 years ago. And he was like, yeah, I know. And everyone else was like, well, that means you can't host the Oscars. And he was like, okay. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough, Rick. <laughs> that's his response. I would have been like, shut up. I think he was pretty much, wasn't he? And then didn't he, in response... Didn't they yeah, ask- he, he was actually, yeah. I, I, I saw that. He was pretty, like, you, you gave him a bit of props for that. He was like, yeah, I did it. I apologised. You guys are still holding it against me. Like, why can we never apologize for anything? It was going to be a half stop all against his entire life. Well, I know if that's why half my Facebook photos are private. If you fucking looked at our Facebook photos from 2010, like, I'm sure we'd never get a job again. So that's just. <laughs> you can private in a, in a, in individual a photos, can you? Yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, carry yeah. on with what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> In a, in a way, in a way, being being well known, it's got to be a pain in the ass at some point because at that point, yeah, you you'd lose the uh, 
lose the opportunity of just being a public fuck up. You have to do it in private. Mm. And then you become like Kevin Spacey, which no one wants. Oh God, that's a different kind of fuck up. Then if he did it, like, has he has he been found guilty of anything yet? Or is it just no? But, but... but when fucking when 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 thirty young men between the age of seventeen and twenty four all come up with the exact story of fondling and whatever and uh, at the same time you, you got you got to think like nah, it's, it's, like, it does seem like least, he did least, it i'm just trying to be least, uh, least, i'm trying to be half, liberal about it <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just pissed off that he got done for it like just before the last season of house of cards it's fucking oh, I, well, they could have waited <laughs> they could have I mean, I would be willing to have at least maybe two, maybe three young more men molested oh, so I can see how House of Cards ended. <laughs> what do Instead, you, you think? Had that shit final season. What terrible. do you uh, think of uh, actors being able to work after they get found out of stuff like that? Do you think they should be able to? Well, if I was a welder and I got caught, um, you know, fondling. Um, young boys of age or, or whatever yeah. I'd still be able to be a welder like why <laughs> does, why does being an actor like I don't get why being an actor means that you have to be like, you don't have to have virtue to be an actor all of being an actor is dressing up and pretending it's not like you're a politician or you're like the Pope or something mm. like I don't want my actors or my musicians really to be people I look up to or people that I really care about their behaviour mm. so I say, yeah, fuck it. He's great. He's a, he's a great actor and yeah. a horrible human being. Like, I'm sure my mechanics are horrible human being as well, but I'll still take my car to him. Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, this depending whether they get it, do it on the job, and then get caught on the job, and then get fired. As if, if yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't think. Oh, well, I so, don't so think if, just if, having if, that if the, thing if, about if, you. If the, if the mechanic was fondling his apprentice, that would be a problem. But if he was fondling people outside of work, then that would be fine. Well, no, if he wasn't using his job to fondle people. Oh, he wasn't using... Okay, that's fair. So you're saying Kevin Spacey was using his position as an actor I'm saying to I get away I'm with... saying I don't know. I'm saying that that is a good I, reason I, to fire someone, but it's not a good I, reason for someone not to work again. Okay, you've, you've changed my mind. Okay, it's fair enough. Um, he probably was. I mean, why... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying. Why? I mean, why, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you were a famous actor, mm. you'd just be like, oh, hi, I'm Kevin Spacey. Um, I'm going to molest you and no one's going to believe you because I was in the usual suspects. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that went down. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Now, this is uh, something I ask everyone about because I've gone deep down the rabbit hole. What do you think of Jeffrey Epstein? <clears throat> what, if he was killed or as a person? All, 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 all of it, all of it. Do, do you think he was killed? Do you think he was blackmailing powerful people? Like... Have you gone down the rabbit hole as much as I have? Massively, no. I'm saying I'm open to the idea that he was killed, um, but then he he could have c killed himself as well. Uh, you don't, you don't uh, think so? Nah. No, no, no. Basically, he had three <laughs> bones in his neck that were. Yeah. So I've gone down. I've 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 done the deep dive. He's got three bones in his neck that were broken when they did the autopsy. Yeah. And those bones are only rarely broken in um, cases of hanging. There's not enough pressure on there. Yeah. But they're nearly always broken in cases of strangulation. And what he was meant to have strangled himself with was the paper bedclothes in his bed. Mm. Now, he was like a 185-pound man. That's not going to be strong enough to be able to put the pressure on there. He'd have to lean forward the whole time and strangle himself. Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't have the kind of pressure. So he 100% got knocked off in prison. 
Not 100%, but yeah, very likely. Well, it's it's like it is, I, I will, it is I will, likely I will wager that someone would want to, let's put it that way, um if he was blackmailing people. I just think it's crazy that someone can get away with something like that for so long um by by having powerful friends. Like it's kind of crazy that you can like he he was caught like fucking years and years before that, but always got always got away with it. Mm. And even after he was caught, he was still like you know going on going to his island, going on planes with powerful people and, and all that kind of stuff. Like you don't get to do that unless you are, you know, you've got some seriously good dirty tapes of powerful people in your in your vault. Well, a getaway, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say what you what you're saying is very likely. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know enough about it. I'm just trying to be as not jump to conclusions as possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to come on your, po- your, your podcast in my tinfoil hat and be yeah. like, no, 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 no. And the yeah. lizard people as well. The queen's a lizard. <laughs> that was one thing that people were saying in regards to his, whether it was that death or suicide. Um, they were like, he got, he got taken off suicide watch. And it's like, well, the fact he was on Suicide Watch means the and, that and, is and a the case he could have killed himself. Look, What's that? But he was on, he was on Suicide Watch, but the person that was meant to be looking at him was sleeping, and the all the cameras in the building were turned off. Yeah, that is sketchy. So yeah. that that is that is that is sketch. Mm. I'd say I'd I'm say just, it could be. It, it might not be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <enough> about it. <laughs> I wasn't there. That, that's true. Funny you're uh, you're uh, you're very. You're a patient man. You you don't you don't take things on. Um, don't go down rabbit holes like me. <laughs> I used to a lot. That's why I'm so skeptical. Well, I, remember, I remember me and you. I remember me and you got stoned one night and we watched David Icke presentation oh, on, um, on on Netflix. <laughs> might have Netflix. And by the end of it, we were just so ruined. We were like, you know, this guy actually might be making a lot of sense. Like Jesus. <laughs> but then so he... woke up the next morning, like, nah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's really lizard people. You know? <laughs> He's just a very good spokesman, isn't he? He's good at. He used selling. to be a fucking goalkeeper. Yeah, he was. He was into sports, wasn't he? Was he a sports presenter as well? No, he was, oh, maybe he was. He was a. He was a goal. I think he was a presenter, maybe. and then he just yeah. went on TV on one day. And just uh, everyone was like, "This guy's. This guy's lost a. <laughs> he thought he was Jesus lost a screw in his. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something, 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 something like that. It's not really much coming. There's no good way to come back from that. <laughs> Oh, if if we if we if we're worried about what we say in a podcast of set with seven seven or eight listeners, you imagine what he has to go through being yeah. a fucking sports presenter from BBC, being like, should I say this? Yeah, I just yeah, I'm. I really think it's going to go over yeah. well. I think it's true. I'm pretty sure I'm good, right? <laughs> what's the What's the worst that could happen? I mean, I'll just accuse the Queen of being a lizard. Oh. I, I think oh. the public will go for it. They'll throw, <laughs> a, they'll throw a parade for me. Is there any other rabbit holes you've been down recently? No, I'm out of the conspiracy game, mate. Yeah, so I've, am uh, I. Yeah, I'm just I'm done with it. <laughs> what sort of things have you changed perspective on since we did the podcast together? That's a good question. Would it be hard to tell? Nah, nah. I mean, I'm trying to think. I think uh, I mean it's definitely a a cliche that as you get older that you you get less left wing and you get kind of like more centrist. 
And I definitely think I've got a lot more centrist, especially over uh, over the last few years. Um, I, I cringe at myself 10 years ago, just like I've read Foucault for the first time and I'm fucking spouting it off as if I, uh, as if I invented it. And, uh, now I go to, I went to a, I went to a party a few weeks ago and there was a, there was a girl who's doing the exact same thing. I was like, Oh, I, I see myself in you yeah. and it makes me cringe. It's just, uh, what, what? It makes me boil yeah, inside. Totally... <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think you've read too many books, and I think you've not lived enough. You're, you're 22, mm. and you've, you're just spousing off something you've, you've. Uh, it's like, um, have you seen Good Will Hunting? No, I haven't actually. No. Oh, it's a great film. There's a bit in that where he goes like, oh, what is it? Like you just stole this from page number six of my textbook. <laughs> you haven't lived it in real life. It's kind of <laughs> something to that effect. Oh, God. Um, is there anything in particular you can remember thinking that you don't think about now or you you have a different interpretation? Probably people um, who come from that kind of uh, maybe like extreme lefty world. It is very much a way of like you want to save everyone. You want to save you want to save the world. You want you want to change it. And I think I came to the realization that the people who want to do that, I probably wouldn't trust them with a pair of scissors, let alone being in control of a country. Yeah, I remember it clicked for me. I went to um, when I first moved to Melbourne. I went to um, like a socialist party meeting there. I was like, "Cool, we'll get to meet people. Like, fuck it, uh, I'm into it. Why not?" And none of them had jobs. They all smelled funny. They were all arguing amongst themselves. They had it was like um, Monty Python, you know, the People's Front of Judea. No, yeah. the Judea's People's Front. They'd all they had like, <laughs> like oh, fuck, fuck the Green Party. We're the Socialist Party of Melbourne. Oh, well, well fuck the. Melbourne Socialist People's Front. It was literally like that, and I'd bring it up to them, be like, "Sorry, this is ridiculous. This is exactly like Monty Python. Do you guys not see that you're a caricature of yourself?" And they, they a couple of them, got really angry. So I left that, walked away, and I was walking home on my own, being like, "Fuck, I literally wouldn't trust these people to run a daycare, let alone these people actually got anywhere close to what they were thinking of doing." Like. They were celebrating um, the October Revolution, and um, they had a big thing like, "Oh yeah, we're celebrating the October Revolution in Russia." Like, wasn't like I'm, I'm no history buff, but wasn't that the thing that kind of you know got Stalin like in, in the power and like millions of people died or whatever? And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good." Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not man. in as many words, but <laughs> yeah, 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 you got it, yeah, I love it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just just a real click. Be like, oh my god, these 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 people are retarded. What what, what am I doing here? Oh, that's crazy. Uh, so you were aware of the history of socialism, but you still felt that there was some good things for socialists to do, or you thought that the socialist leaders did not represent socialism at the time, or are you not sure? Well, it's kind of like, what do you, what do you mean by socialism? Do you mean that you're going to look after everybody um, when they're falling the hard times. Like we do that now with the welfare state. Like if you, you go on employment, you do whatever. Or do you mean we're going to destroy the foundations of Western civilization and put in, in, in power a politburo of unelected people who, who got there by being the most vicious as possible, which sounds about right. I'd be like... Nah, well, I, think we, I think we already do enough. To be you can, you think, you can argue okay, about you that. Think, you think that's almost like the iceberg and you have the tip of the iceberg and that's pointing out and that's like the 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 little nice bit where you look after people and then the what's actually underneath is is uh, yeah 100 percent. Like, there's there's it's it's a a lot of people who um subscribe to that 
the the top part of the iceberg that you see is about helping people and it's about sort of um, making sure everyone has which is fantastic and I think we do that very we do that very well um, to differing degrees across the world but underneath it, it's just as much uh, as about, about power as anything else it's like these people saying I think I would be the best person in charge and I'll, I'll do what I can and you know what if everyone else doesn't like subscribe to your utopia what, what are you going to do you're going to you're going to far enough put them in a concentration camp put them against the wall I don't, I don't know well, you know, you can't force people, and you don't seem particularly interested in in persuading people. All you seem interested in is arguing, arguing amongst yourselves. So, uh, nah, mate, get lost. Was that? Was you said that meeting was a big turning point for you, or you'd had like yeah, I'd, I'd say that was I said thing that, up was, till then. that was that it was it was gradual, and then it was like a click in my head. I was like, nah, I'm very much more agnostic when it comes to uh, politics and that kind of stuff now. Yeah, I'd say I agree. Yeah, was that had the left gone like full on polit- politically correct at that point? Um, I think so. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say. Um, I, I remember there were bits of it when I was, was at uni. I've I've heard it's maybe um it's got worse now, but I, I I couldn't tell you. Like, I I worked I work and hang out with people who you know, don't mind their P's and Q's and, and happy to say fuck you to whoever. So I don't really experience political correctness on a, on a day-to-day basis. But, um, yeah, I definitely know people who, um, who, who come from the elk, who, um, who use their Facebook and Instagram as a, as a, a shouting stool to do all, all that kind of stuff. And it just, just makes me, it just, it just makes me cringe because I used to be that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, d- I definitely see the ideas in some ways not so much actually i definitely prescribed to left-wing ideas before but i never remember being violent and i definitely didn't have any problem like freedom of speech i've always been for like i've never did you same like i've never wanted to censor like like, comedians or people who i disagree with oh no i don't think there's not many people i mean would that mean you're libertarian Probably, but I didn't consider myself. Uh, li- li- time, li- li- I am. I consider myself more now, but that was something I thought was a left-wing idea at first when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard to say. Maybe, maybe things have changed over time. It's kind of like free speech is all good until you think that it's the kind of free speech that would. Um, upset people who are vulnerable or it's going to offend people or it's going to stop someone else doing 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 what they want to do um so yeah i, I don't know i I've <laughs> i i always thought it's just something that everyone everyone's just got. like nobody says like i'm i'm not against free speech but it's when you find something that offends you people are like oh and you can't you can't say that and you see that in every all the time, like even with, even in day to day with friends and stuff like that, people will just is the jokes always funny until the until you're the butt of the joke. Mm, I agree. <laughs> so, what, so, so what about you, Ross? Is there anything that you've uh, changed your perspective on in the um, in the interval of time that we have uh, we have been apart from each other? Most things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. It was a gradual thing. There's there's a bunch. Uh, is, this, is this the podcast where you tell me you're gay? Oh, yeah. I definitely love uh, sucking cock <laughs> a lot more now <laughs> since you left. 
Unfortunately for you, uh, <laughs> you can't reach from. You know, I, 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 I still tell people the story I have of you. Um, I mean, I wasn't there for it, but I was. I, I know of it of uh, uh, Dig Ball Hernia. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, it's just whenever anyone brings up a. Uh, Brings up hernias in conversation. Over, like, I used to know this guy called Ross who played a game called Dick Ball Hernia, <laughs> and you could surprising. Apparently, you could never tell the difference between his dick, his ball, and his hernia. <laughs> it was a tough game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. You, you think that you'd think they'd be different. I was trying to think of a story of you earlier, and oh god, it was one time at Pride when you tried oh, to go no. for a piss in the bush <laughs> oh I remember this what did do you want to tell it or should uh, I I want you to tell it because I can't remember what happened but I remember someone said something awful to you well, well basically I was I was a, a good bottle and a half into it in, into a into a bottle of rum a bottle and a half in so I was pissed staggering around um, decided to go in the bushes for a piss because I didn't want to piss in the street and uh, as, I, as I'm pissing there with, with my knackers out or whatever, um, an elderly gentleman, couldn't have been any younger than 65, he wanders over to me. I uh, didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, maybe this gentleman's lost. He's asking for directions. He looks at me, gives me a, a leery look, peeks down at me, old Johnson, and says, oh, you mind if I suck that, lad? <laughs> Why are you and still pissing? I, I, Were you mid-piss? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember my exact reaction, but I do remember scuffling back while pissing, like, you know, just <laughs> trying to trying to walk away while expelling the last bit of urine and uh, maybe dribbling some down my jeans and uh, coming to f- everyone else. I've never had to try and walk away from someone when I'm pissing before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't, you never think about it. You're like, you're kind of trapped. Like, you want to, want to, you want to de-expose yourself but you don't want to walk back and be like oh look at him fish pissed himself <laughs> I've got to say, about, uh, giving uh, gays a bad name <laughs> yeah i know i mean i do you're living down to expectations man yeah. you gotta live up to them that is a stereotype that if you're taking a wee in a bush some game guy might <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I've actually got a theory about yeah. this. I, I, I think that um, as you get older, people get like if you're not, even if you're with a partner, I guess people get more um, sexually confident, or or maybe just what's another word for confident? Not confident. Well, yeah, just like be like they'll just take chances because they know like fuck, I've got about four years of my dick working left, so I've got like if I don't do it now, um, I'm, I'm never gonna do it. I wonder if he's and, a closet guy like hiding in the bush so his wife didn't see. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You're out late. I'm going to call your wife if you're not careful. Oh, sorry, Billy. I didn't know. <laughs> he just walked up to someone he, he knows <laughs> who he's babysitted before. <laughs> it's like, didn't you teach me in year four? Oh, oh Mr. God. Johnson, how, how are you doing these days? Great. I'm just hearing these arseless chaps going down uh, Pride. It's, uh, it's all good. That is uh, that's that's one thing I miss I miss about England. Um, I miss Pride, and I miss Notting Hill Carnival. Like they don't have that, they don't have the same kind of parties over here. They're they're way more boring. I've never been to that. Uh, do you miss the naked bike ride? <laughs> I, f- I don't even remember that. What's that? <laughs> it's just people riding naked through the streets of Brighton. Once I think they do it in London as well, but it's like once a year. It's just massive... wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't that chafe? I I imagine so, yeah, as well. So they they have um, 
it's funny they kind of have boris bikes here but they're not boris bikes but the same idea where you like type in stuff and i'm like i wonder how often they get used for the naked bike ride <laughs> a higher bike you no. just you just you go for you go for a nice uh, a nice cycle the messes and you see a nice little shit stain on the end of it like oh, oh god yeah uh it's so funny one time me and joe were walking through brighton and then the fucking bike ride went past loads of naked people and then like uh five minutes down the road like this one lonely naked bike rider got lost from the rest <laughs> cycling in the road by himself oh god Oh. It's just like trying. He's like a little lamb trying to find his way home. Yeah, yeah. You, uh... you, do, you do. You do get that in Brighton. You're walking around. Like, I remember there was a there was a phase when I was living there when people were just wearing purple capes, and oh, okay. it was just normal. Why was that? Yeah, it was just normal. I just, I don't know. I just remember there was a phase of people wearing purple capes, and anywhere else at any other time, you'd be like, that's weird. But in Brighton, you just kind of looked at them and like, oh, okay, that, that that kind of that kind of makes Barely sense. Noticed. <laughs> That's not the Barely. weirdest thing I've seen today. <laughs> oh, really? What's the, what's the weirdest nah, thing just, you've seen today? I'm just saying that's why it didn't register with views because. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there's yeah, there's that guy riding naked on a unicycle covered in marmite. Oh yeah, that's this is this is just a walk in the park compared to that. <laughs> I have a memory now. I don't know if this is something you want to talk about. But you lived with a, a house of uh, some gay fellows, and I did. No, didn't yeah, I they lived, all. Uh, this is, didn't they all have HIV? Yes, they did. As um, I didn't actually realise no. how bad the the sort of age, is it the age crisis or whatever between. Well, basically, like this was the last year I lived in Brighton. Um, I just answered a a, a call for an apartment. Um, moved in, just ended up being a bunch of gay guys. I was like, okay, that's all good. Uh, great people, love a party. Uh, you know, all very very neat, fucking great. Um, one of them um had. Actually, two of them had HIV. Um, I was like, okay, that's all good. Um, one of them moved um, his boyfriend into the house, which is in the room next to me. Did not tell him that he had HIV. Um, he got HIV from him while in the house. Um, and now they were, they were a pretty um, explosive couple. So I'd come home and I'd see one of them pushing the other one out the window. Like... You see domestic violence, but domestic violence of just two blokes is just a punch-up. Yeah. So they were just they were just, they were just having fucking punch-ups. Especially um, if one gave this, the other one AIDS. Yeah, That's I think one of them one of them was of one of one of them was of the opinion that I think that they were like untransmittable. I, I don't know that apparently you, you can be like that. Um, apparently, um, but it turns out he wasn't. Um, the guy found out, and last time I heard from them, they were. The boyfriend was taking the original boyfriend to court for like grievous bodily harm or something like that because he didn't tell him that he was HIV positive. That's, so yeah, that was, a, that was a fun. That was a fun house to live in. That's insane. I didn't know about the domestic violence part or the the other one about the guy giving each other AIDS. I just remember the fact that you mentioned that you lived with a house of people who all had HIV or AIDS. I can't remember what you said, but I was surprised. I was like, wow, I didn't yeah. know it was that common, but. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is um, um, amongst certain circles. I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it, but yeah, you, you'd think you'd, uh, you'd think you'd probably tell tell the fella you were with. If, oh, uh, definitely. If, well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you're like, "Fuck! I'm never going to get laid again. I'll just take a chance." <laughs> that is almost like a sort of, I say, it's a secret you have to share, but it's also one that's less likely to get you sex. So, but you'd, you'd, yeah, like the like you Charlie Sheen has All right, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure now it's it's I don't know um, 
much about it from from what I've been told. It's uh, there's better drugs for it now, so it's yeah. become more of a chronic condition where you can actually sort of live uh, like a long time and, and sort of, sort of sort of happy on it. But like, even if it's a chronic condition, like if you've got diabetes from having sex with someone, you want them to tell them that they're going to give you diabetes. Like it's still it's still kind of still kind of fucked. Yeah, imagine if you could catch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I just had, I just had sex with some lady over there, and she gave me type two diabetes. Now I can't have sugar. Damn it, glory, you bitch! Uh, <laughs> if you if you imagine, is there any circumstance that you would have sex with someone with AIDS if you knew? Um, I mean, money probably. I mean, like, how many? Five hundred million. Five hundred. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, everyone has a price for everything. If some, if I told you right now, like, you were, you were going to get bummed and, and get AIDS, but you get the best medical care and you get a billion a billion pounds. And you could sort out everyone you know, forever, like your children, your children's children. Um, what would you do? Well, you get, you have to choose. Yeah, I don't know, probably. But <laughs> I don't know. I was, or, or what if, like, um, I held your mum hostage, and I was like, "Look, I've got your mum here, and I'm gonna fucking kill her. The only way you can get out of it is by having sex with my friend Franco here, and he's got the hiv. And you've got ten minutes." Is the HIV? Is that AIDS? I've never heard that saying. HIV. Oh. <laughs> is it an Aussie saying as well? Because he said it in like an Australian. Oh, yeah. He's got the HIV. Oh, I'm gonna fucking oh, murder yeah, your mum yeah, if you mate, don't. He's got, the, he's got the old HIV. <laughs> Sheila, Sheila, Bruce is the HIV. This got dark very quickly, but your answer would be yeah. I'd probably take one to save someone else, it's, whether it's my mum or like a family member. Yeah, my, I'd my have to is, really uh, not like the person. To, well, actually, no. I'd have to really like the person. To, to well, you have to go out for dinner. Okay, look, I'll do it, Alex. But I want dinner and drinks yeah. with Franco and a movie. I'm not. I, I, I may be going against my health, my sexual orientation, and my desires, but I am not a cheap date, no matter what happens. I probably wouldn't take one for you. Charmed. <laughs> got a fish here. <laughs> what about <laughs> kind of give okay. me AIDS, or I could give you the AIDS? Which would you? <laughs> Se- second offer, chlamydia. Would you get chlamydia for me? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just some antibiotics. You're all good. Yeah, mate. I I don't know. Yeah, what would you take for me? I don't know. Um, you know, Ross, I really like you, so I'll 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 take gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% what that is. <laughs> Just call it dick rot. I'll, I'll take dick rot for you. Uh, can you survive it? Can you, like, does it oh, go yeah. away? I'm, I'm pretty sure you can survive it. Yeah. Um, or, um, what's that one that all the old timey people had that made them go crazy? Malaria? No, it's not malaria. No, that's the, that's the African one of mosquitoes. No, that's the dog one. Um, <laughs> the dog one. Fuck, it's going to piss me off. Whatever. All the old people had it and it made them go crazy really, really quickly. Like, uh, you'll see um, the reason that um, that lawyers and, like, judges wear those white hats is they had this disease and it makes your hair fall out in patches and everyone had it. So that's why they wear wigs. So what, to show they didn't have it? So Because you'd have some crazy person making up the rules then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not good. <laughs> No, no, it's not. Exactly. That's what I imagine. Some. Oh, what is it? Um, I'm gonna Google it. STI wigs. Oh, it was an STI. 
why do people wear STD? Syphilis, that was it. God. Oh, did that guy go mad? Did it? Yeah, yeah. If it's not oh, treated, okay. it makes you it makes you it makes you go slowly mad. I'm glad we're learning all the STDs from you. You're clearly an expert. <laughs> clearly. Welcome to the S- Welcome to the STD hour with uh, Alex and Ross, where they go through Wikipedia articles from beginning to end and see uh, and go through their history and why it makes them have wigs. <laughs> Hopefully none of it's old wives' tale. <laughs> yeah. You can't get AIDS. Well, good for you. <laughs> that goes back to what that goes that goes back to my internet conversation before the internet. Yeah. Um, I would have I would have just made something up and you would have told your friend and he would have told your friend and I I could have just googled it in ten seconds and uh and and now we know. You wouldn't have known the name of it. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I would have, I would have been fucked. There's this thing. Just make up the name. So tell me, Ross, what are your plans for uh, after lockdown's done? Have you got any uh, any any sp- big shenanigans planned? Anything spicy coming up? Uh, well, I've been doing um, open mic spots for like comedy before the lockdown. So oh, no get back to that. Uh, yeah, I need to start writing again. Actually, I haven't been uh, letting it slip. At the beginning of the lockdown, I had a good system. It's called get up at five in the morning and then write mm-hmm. for an hour. <laughs> But then right. I got worried about giving myself dementia, so <laughs> I stopped getting up at five, and I find it hard that's, to write. That's, that's, I don't think that's how you give yourself dementia. Oh yeah, a lack of sleep apparently is uh, can cause it. Because you're off caffeine as well now. Last time I spoke to you. No, I drink caffeine. Okay, last time I saw you two years ago, you were off caffeine. It must have been for a week. Really? Oh what? What? Yeah, I don't remember this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were. Because I remember I was like, Ross, make me one of your famous strong coffees. And you were like, oh, I'm not drinking coffee. And I was like, what? You love coffee. Oh, wait a sec. Was it? Was I having decaf instead? Maybe. Oh, that's because my medication, I can't actually drink coffee in the day. Probably decaf. Yeah, I still have one in the morning. I don't remember ever giving up one. Maybe actually like a few. I remember once doing the podcast and having a green tea because I wasn't drinking coffee. I don't remember how well that went. Obviously not well because... Caffeine is a caffeine is a, a harsh mistress. It's a hell of a drug. So let's go back. So how long have you been doing open mics for? That's that's pretty cool. Well, a wee while, like a year maybe. But I it was spe- it was spread out like I <sighs> did one. <laughs> it went so badly. <laughs> it, it, the first that was one. Me, that was my next question. How badly have you bombed? Oh, the first the first time I was fortunate. The first time I bombed so badly that I don't think it's ever gonna be that bad again. <laughs> and then obviously I didn't go back for fucking ages after that. And then I did another one, and then I kind of did the others in like kind of between a year and two of sort of. So I've only done it like five times in total. Okay. But yeah, it's it's the kind of thing you have to do. Like, if you take it seriously, you have to do it like every probably like two or three times a week to kind of like probably get yeah, good at it, I guess. Mm. Now, are are you more of a surrealist comic, or are you like a Jerry Seinfeld kind of like? Here's the thing with airline food. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, I look forward to your I look forward to your uh, your Netflix special. Oh yeah. <laughs> we can call it. Uh, we can call it. We can call it Dick Ball Hernia with Ross. Ball, uh, Ross yeah. <laughs> the trouble. The thing with thing about balls. <laughs> <laughs>
You ever notice that balls seem like hernias and yeah. hernias seem like dicks? You can't tell them apart. <laughs> you can't tell them apart. Oh, what? Well, uh, yeah. What about you? What projects have you got coming up? You've been writing until you you were. Were you a journalist I, at I one did, point? I, yeah, I did. I did. I wrote loads of articles for a point, but again, it goes back. To, it goes back to my um my original point of realizing that. There was nothing that I really wanted to say that was of any value, I think. Um, and maybe that was just me, same thing as you, being like, oh, maybe you're self-conscious or whatever. But um, yeah, after that, I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to travel for a few years, which I've been doing for why well, I left and I never came back. Um, the last year of my life has been a combination of working for the company map, building up a team, and trying to get permanent residency in Australia, which has been an absolute bore like What are you going to have to do to achieve permanent residence? Well, I've already done it. Um, I've got like a partner's visa, a New Zealand one, but it was an absolute complete kerfuffle because um, it was August last year. I was due to do it. Hmm. And I, I spoke to them every day. I, I decided, I was like, I'm not going to use an immigration. I can do it myself. I sent my forms off. I called them every day. I was like, have you got my forms? No, but it's on the way. It's all good. No, but it's on the way. It's all good. I was like, okay, I'm going on holiday to Japan now. And when I come back, my visa is not going to be active. Um, can you just please give me like confirmation that my visa is on my application is on file and I'm going to be allowed, uh, allowed to go in. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's all good. Um, and, um, I eventually, um, I come back and I've got like a day left of my visa and I get a call from an immigration like policeman or whatever says, by the way, you're in the country illegally. Um, you, you need to get out straight away. And I was like, what the fuck? I've sent it around. And they were like, no, you haven't. Um, whoever told you you were fine has given you the wrong information. You have to leave the country within 30 days. Mm. So at this point, I was like, fuck it, I'm screwed, I'm screwed. I was pacing around, I was fucking panicking, whatever. And I eventually found out that the courier that I gave it to, um, they actually lost it. It was actually four months later, it was still under a pile of envelopes in the uh, post office down the road. So it, it never got there. So what I have to do yeah. is I panic. Uh, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a girl who's a little Chinese lady who lives in, who works in an office in Sydney. Um, <laughs> and she's apparently she's apparently some, she's apparently some assassin um, immigration consultant. Oh, so wow. I go there, I, I pay her fucking a few thousand dollars. I'm like, I don't care what I have to do, let me stay in the country. So I have to leave the country. I have to go to Christchurch in New Zealand on a visa run. Hmm. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Christchurch, but Christchurch had uh, an, like a terrible earthquake like ten years ago, hmm. and like half of it fell down. So it's an absolute fucking shell. Is it? It's, it's okay. alright, but it's. It's like it's getting better now, but if you look around, like half of it's fallen down. Like the whole city is effectively car parks, and you're like, why is there car parks here? And you're like, oh, there used to be a shopping center there, but it's fallen down. So it's pretty depressing. So I was there for a, uh, a few weeks. Had to come back in the country uh, on a tourist visa. Ended up getting on the plane, shitting myself, not knowing if I'm going to get stopped at the border and told, like, right, you have to leave. Bear in mind, I've got a job, I've got a girlfriend, I've got a house. Oh, Fucking... so you didn't literally shit yourself. Well, no, I didn't literally shit. That's a, it's called a turn. It's called a turn of phrase, Ross. Like uh, we do, it, we do it for emphasis. Got on the plane. What else could go wrong? Shit myself. What else could go wrong? Gonna lose Diarrhea. my life, lose everything, uh, and on top of all of that, yeah. I'll shit myself. Um, 
Yeah, I ended up, it's icing um, on the cake, um, icing in your pants. Sorry, I, you I, I, ended up, I, ended, I ended up figuratively shitting myself, um, not knowing if I get chucked out of the country. Like fucking get past, walk through uh, a particularly you know nice immigration. It's like yeah, yeah go through it, it's all good. Uh, and then I had to apply again, so I was um, just sitting on my ass waiting for like three months for it to come through. Uh, and now I'm on a bridging visa, and it takes maybe a year or two years for that to go. So I'm still technically. Uh, not um, I'm I'm in a grey area. I'm on a bridging visa, so uh, that's been it's cost me like fucking six thousand dollars to get it done. But wow. what are you gonna do? Six thousand. Yeah, once all the fees and everything's taken into account, it's fucking expensive. But it's... I get to live in this great country, Australia, for five more years. Is that and then you have to pay another six grand? No, uh, then I can just uh, renew it, but I have to be with, uh, like, obviously I'll, I'll be with my girlfriend still then. Fingers crossed. She doesn't dump me by then. So, yeah. Oh, so it's dependent on whether you're still with her? Yes. Because it's, um, kind of, yeah. it's a couple. Yeah, it's a, part- oh, okay. it's a partner's visa. Yeah. That's mad. Wow, it makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, man, it's fucking... The, the amount of, um, like... It's crazy. Like everyone wants to live in Australia, but the amount of shit that people go through to stay here, like you have to do, um, you basically people get a first year a working holiday, mm. and to do a second year you have to go and spend uh, eighty eight days or three months to go work on a farm, um, in like rural Australia. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it's really not. It's effectively <laughs> basically, as, like Australian, uh, the Australian sort of farming industry is dependent on slave labour, so they basically get these people. Who, get these like foreign uh they basically no matter where you're from they'll call you a backpacker even if you don't own a backpack it's weird and they'll pay you fucking no money they pay something called peace rate for a lot of jobs so if you're picking strawberries you get paid like five dollars for a bucket of strawberries and the only people who make any money out of it are the really fast asians who just have like lightning hands for a slow fuck like me it means i'm earning about seven dollars a day but they know you've got no choice so they'll just work you to the bone and they'll put you in hostels with a bunch of other people with like fucking bed bugs and lice and all, all sorts of horrible thing. Um, yeah, and then you get to stay in the country another year. And that's pretty sneaky. Um, uh, they seem to have a deal with the immigration people. With <laughs> oh yeah, the entire the entire country is dependent on slavery. It's fucked. Really? Wow. Is yeah. that because that's why, I, how the I food gets anyway. picked? Is because of people. Wanted to move yeah, like they have, they have a huge problem in, in, uh, with COVID now because they're not allowing any um, any foreigners to come in. So they're like, okay, all the fruit and veg is like rotting on the vine because they've got no one to pick it. Shit. That's so what they're gonna do is they're gonna they're gonna allow like a few thousand uh, Pacific Island people to come, like pay them fucking twenty dollars a day or whatever, and, and get them, get get them to do it. Oh fuck, that's crazy. Anything else to say on that? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) what i'll end on is for that particular topic is australia is a fantastic country spoiled only by the people who live here (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah that's why you didn't want to get my real name I can I can speak more freely. There are certain um, uh, stereotypes of of Australian people, um, especially where I work and places I've worked before, that they're they're lazy, uh, they're entitled, um, and everyone that I've ever hired or met has has lived down to those expectations. So, uh, yeah, fuck them. 
lived out what you mean lived up or lived down lived down lived down so the opposite no okay no, i mean they do live up or whatever live up <laughs> It's because you're down under. <laughs> you say live down. Oh yeah, everything, every, everything's, up, everything's upside down here. So, uh. oh, okay. So compared to the people you've experienced who are native to Australia, compared to the immigrant population, is you see, you think they've they seem a bit lazier. That immigrant mentality. I think there's a there's a, there's a lot to say for it. Just like in England, with the Polish plumbers who come over there and do twice as good a job as everyone else. The fear that there's no safety net for you. Mm. The fear that if you, yeah. if you fuck up, there's no one to catch you, which is kind of fucked up here. Like everyone, like people who are on working holiday visas and New Zealand uh, citizens are over here, they get no state support. Like um, a citizen gets six hundred dollars a week to sit in their ass and do nothing. Is that um, um, is that the same as like what the dole would be? Do, do you, or if you have a job, yeah, do you still get it? Similar, similar. Like they've got two things: they've got job keeper and job seeker. I think it's about six hundred bucks a week that they're um they're, they're given. Uh, job keepers if you have a job, job, job seekers if you don't. But um, like people over here who don't have access to that, like they're fucked. Like there's a girl I know um who comes in here, like she's ended up having to go to like food banks, um before she, before she started working. Mm. So she'd be given like fucking a a, a bag of oats and a and a. And a box of biscuits, and that, that's all they have to all they have to live on for a week. And you can't go home because you've got no money, and you can't stay here because you've got no money. So, yeah, tough times, eh? <laughs> uh, I'm glad I've got oats. Fucking hell! So yeah. Tell me, is, is, there, uh, is there anyone um, still living in Brighton at the moment, or is uh, everyone that we know kind of uh, moseying on off? Uh, no, only Jack out of our previous people. I think like Damo and B live somewhere just outside of Brighton, but we haven't seen them since they got back. I haven't seen Harry in fucking ages. Actually, he should be a good podcast oh. guest. Actually, oh, he'd be like he'd be like a dollar store Bear Grylls. Mum, mum, can I have some Bear Grylls? We have Bear Grylls at home. Bear Grylls at home. Yeah, Harry. yeah Bear Grylls. I've got some diet Bear Grylls <laughs> if you want some. It's just uh, a guy who wears a guy a guy who wears shorts. He's really into woodworking. No, I really want to go up to his uh, place and do apocalypse training. That'd be funny. Oh, is that a thing? No, it's just saying I've come up. I don't even know if it's saying be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I've invented a whole new sport. It's uh, pretending it's the apocalypse yeah. and uh, and seeing if I can survive. Yeah, have you seen the the what's it called? It's a show called Preppers or something. I know of it. I've not watched it. <laughs> In fact, I do know. I do know for a fact that uh, New Zealand, the South Island, is uh, the billionaires' location to do prepping. Um, loads of billionaires own like massive compounds out there. And have actually become New Zealand citizens and paid for it, just so when the world does end, they can go move there with their own private armies. Like Peter Thiel, who owns PayPal and whatever, he spent 11 days in New Zealand and spent loads of money and was given New Zealand citizenship and, and bought like a mansion out there, like a compound. And he's never been since, and it's just in case the world's end, because if there's a nuclear bomb, if there's a volcano, if there's an asteroid, New Zealand's so fucking remote, no one's ever going to go there. So that's where all the, oh, okay. the rich the rich cunts are going to go to. I don't, know if, I don't know if you're prepping it goes to quite that extreme. Yours is probably just hiding under a tent. <laughs> good uh, good to have a plan. My prepping is just I did have two massive bags of pasta. <laughs> but I've only got half of one left now. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember doing that when this whole COVID thing started. Everyone was like clearing the shelves. You couldn't buy pasta for like four weeks straight. And you... I had to I had to go online to a specialist provider and get a multi-pack of pasta. Being like, okay, don't worry, darling. We're all good. If the world ends... I've got my macaroni and cheese. I did that before the shelves started clearing, but I didn't think about pasta sauce, so I couldn't get pasta sauce for fucking ages. <laughs> did you guys have the toilet paper thing? Yeah, a little bit, but we 
again, we actually had a bunch of toilet paper already, so... I don't want to know why you've got prepared a bunch of toilet <laughs> Well, we just saw that people I just like were shitting. on the verge of freaking out, so we just bought a bunch of pasta and toilet paper. It was only for, like, a few weeks that you couldn't get toilet roll anywhere, but we had some already, so... Let me guess, you've got for it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> it was back on the shelves. Because then the shops started bringing in a thing where you couldn't buy more than three or two of some items. It's like, were people buying more than two bog rolls at once? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy how like the the veil of civilization is so thin. Mm. Like Everyone's like, oh yeah, we're, we're all good. We're, we're all happy. We'll, we'll go hang out and uh, we're not going to shoot people or kill them. And like a tiny little thing happens, like a week-long flu that has a 2% death rate. And everyone's like, fuck it, every man for himself. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Imagine if it was serious. Imagine if it was actually like no one could work, but no one had money. People were like dying left, right, and center. Like, and the, the shops had no food in them. Like, yeah. it would be pandemonium. There'd be yeah. people, it would be like the purge. We kind of struggled through this, and it hasn't, like, obviously, it's terrible that people died, but as you said, it's not a very high mortality rate, is it? Like, for people who um, get it. Well, yeah, it's kind of it's weird as well because, like, some places like America and the UK and Italy, like, their death rate is really high. But then you come over here in New Zealand and, like, South Korea and places like that. And it's been like, what, like something like 10,000 people have had it and maybe like 200 have died. So like the death rates and yeah. everyone who's died is like 88 or something like that. Apparently in here in England, I can't remember if it was in England or whatever, which country it was for, but they estimated like 85% of people who died in nursing homes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I might be, that's fake news. I might be. <laughs> repeating an yeah, old just, tale just, there but yeah. all you gotta do is all you gotta do is say it confidently and <laughs> then people will people, people will believe it <laughs> well the one i heard is that the average age of the person who's dying of covid is higher than the average age that people die i've heard that too yeah i don't know, I don't know where i heard it but maybe it's wrong i don't know that's good then have you got anything else to add before i let you go i don't know are there any anything you want to bring up no not off the top of my head but it would be nice to do it again if you're, if you're ever free. Can I request that I be a special guest in episode 100? 100. Okay. That'd be <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> I hope to get you back yeah. before then. But yeah, you can be on 100. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll tell you what. As soon as the uh, borders open, I'm, uh, I'm coming back for at least a month. I'm sick of not being home. So uh, when, when I come home, we'll, we'll do one in person. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be good. So hot here. Um, what was I about to say? I can't remember. I can see the meat sweats rolling down your head. <laughs> it's when you're bold, you can actually see the individual drops come out. <laughs> well, um, we'll, we'll call it there. It's been um, a pleasure to speak to you, Russ. Um, I, I wish you all the health and happiness in the world. Um, Same to you, man. I, I hope your stand-up goes well. Um, uh, and please, please record it for me um, as soon as you do it, and I'll, I'll be happy to critique your jokes. Okay, yeah, sounds like a plan. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this, man. <laughs> Have a good one, man. I'll see you next time. Yeah.